on the dad podcast i am jeff turn that is coach jerry oshevsky uh coach and, and again mention the kiddos names one more time they deserve multiple shout outs on the show today ages yep. one more time yep jet 23 uh my oldest son my middle daughter jersey um is 20 and uh youngest daughter jay is is 13 all right and again uh mine are much younger than that but like we said there's just you know when we talk about stress levels with kids it goes through so many different uh variations and every kid is unique that we are parenting and i find it to be one of the hardest things to do is to for me at least coach is to uh deal with one kid a certain way another kid another way and then i mean because you know i grew up as an only child and so for me it was, I didn't have the bickering of the, of the children. There was no fighting over toys. There was none of that. And so when my kids are going nuts, I just want to go like sometimes hunker down in the bedroom. My wife's like, you still have to parent some, you know, like you can't just, you can't just exit stage right again. The dad podcast brought to you by rely bank in the man salon. I, I think that part of it for me has always been so difficult is trying to parent them all differently. When I just, for, for me, like growing up, there was only one person that my mom had to parent. It was me. Right. Right. You know? And I think if you really think about that, Tony, as, as you as you as a parent, they can't be parented the same in some way, shape or form. But however, there is those common threads that this is a family belief of ours. You know, this is this is going to be a consistent factor. And, you know, when you've crossed the line, you know, when you've done something that doesn't represent our family values the way we want you to be represented. Um, those common threads, I think, because the oldest one, I was the youngest of six, right? Um, but our older children always say that, well, the youngest one's got it so easy. And, and you know, you would have been way harder on us. Very true in some scenarios because we didn't know what we were doing uh, sure. when we first had our, our son. Um, but I think that also at the same point, uh, being the only one left in the house now, she also wears a different weight of time, time management and opportunity with us that the other two didn't have because they always had the three of them. I no doubt, man. Coach Jerry Osef's turn. You know, the the family part is certainly a part of, of being a dad, but for you, it goes much farther than that because when 18 to 22 year olds leave their nest and they go play football at Augustana, the parents and the dads that have raised these kids now are trusting you, your coaching staff, the administration, uh, the teachers over there to take them on their next journey. How different, you know, and, and I know you've talked about this before, like, you know, they, they, they are, you know, being watched over by you. Yep. How different is it quote unquote parenting 18 to 22 year old football players? Cause it's not just the X's and O's versus what you and how you have parented your own children. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I, I think there's some parallels. Um, first of all, they got to know they're loved. You know, and my guys got to know that I trust them. I want them to trust me and our staff, but that they're loved unconditionally because they're going to make mistakes. They're going to do some things that they're regretful of. They're going to do some mistakes on a football field, what have you, um, you know, through that grace that you share as a parent uh, and not fix every problem for them. I'm a big believer in that. You know, I, I don't want to stop them every time they're going to make a wrong decision because the greatest value in the growth is them understanding their part in some failure. Uh, so I think that common thread holds true. And I tell every parent and every player when I'm recruiting them, I'm going to treat you like my own son, meaning there's some tough love in there, 
but it's it's a consistent love. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna always tell you right. I'm never gonna lead you wrong. And then you do with that what you want. Just like my own children, that they they may disagree with what I'm saying or um, or how I'm saying it, but they know that it's coming from a place of love. And if that's the case, then you know this is a bit of a dictatorship. You know, is it more of a dictatorship as a coach than it is as like being a parent? I think so. I, yeah. I do. Um, There's a little difference there, variation. There is, you know, because we have to live within some rules and guidelines, not that we don't in our household, but, uh, you know, within running any organization, you have to have structure. And within that structure comes guidelines, rules and policies. Um, and that's got to be consistent. You know, I, though I can, I can treat every player differently in our team because they're all unique in their personalities and their wants, needs and interests. What I can't do is change the rules all the time along the way or you don't stand for anything and and then there's chaos so there has to be that guideline of you know we, the golden rules the first rule we talk about treat others how you want to be treated you know it's biblical even you if you leave that rule alone and start there man our world handles a lot of problems you know i don't like what? being speak to that way don't speak to somebody that way i don't like when my things are taken don't take people's things you know if you if you think about the simple concept concept that that is in a football team. And let's be honest, there's more growth that happens in an 18 to 22 year old lifespan than probably any other time in your life. I mean, you're going through massive overhaul of diversity, of change, environment, experiences, understanding, you know, they're trying to figure out their future in, in a much more um, concrete way than they were in high school. Uh, so all those changes are, are really awesome. Might be in a relationship that ends up, you know, in, in a permanent one form. Uh, all those changes that happen, uh, I feel a responsibility for, for communication, at least to share some wisdom if they ask and also impart some knowledge to this is normal. This is, this is what you should be going through right now. I just had a young man in my office for an hour the other night talking about a career or a major change, um, for his career. And just processed and thought that out. It was, I made him answer questions. I didn't give him the answers. Um, but just that process of going through the thoughts leads them to where they want to be. And I think that's, that's the commonplace between our children and our teams is, you know, you start at that point where it's about them. It's not my life. It's their life. But how can I help you get where you want to get to the right way? Great points. Coach OJ with us here. Jerry Oshevsky on the inaugural to dad podcast brought to you by the man salon and Relia bank. We're going to get to before we're done. Relia bank is bringing us the, the dad jokes of the day. I'm going to give you five of them and you got to pick out your favorite. And I want you to at least in some, in some practice coming up, I want you to tell one of these jokes to your kids out there on the football field and see if they think it's as funny as we do. Okay. So we're going to get to that in a little bit. Plus we have a 12 pack of dad questions that we're going to get to as well. Um, I wanted to go a little bit more in depth too on, you know, everybody's workplace is different, but I always felt like whether I was, you know, at results radio, working at ESPN, whether it was when I was, you know, not a dad and I was, you know, in Nashville working with other dads, I thought the stories and sort of their parenting styles and stuff was always really fun and interesting. How much in an environment like football, do other coaches share their stories about their kids at home or what they're going through or ask for advice? I think it's the, the culture you create allows for that. 
you know, if, if Mike how much does Bear talk about his kids playing hockey is maybe the question I should have asked. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Um, we love Coach Bear. But, you know, that's that's part of the relationship piece, right? Uh, I, I mean, yeah. if, if, he, if I'm going to ask these guys to give up this much of their lives for other people's kids, they better know that I care about them far greater than just their job. You, know, you can't just go punch the ticket in this profession. I mean, there's programs that do and, you know, are doing very well, I'm sure, but not here. You know, I, I that's why I've had many of these staff members with me for 10 to 13 years. You know, it's a family and they know. And when it's their time to move on and get another opportunity, I want to be a huge supporting factor on that. Um, I, I think that's what it's all about. But, yeah, we talk about it. I want to know how their family's doing, because like anything else, um a trouble in a marriage. You carry that to work, you know, trouble with your kids. You're going to wear it. You can't just shut it off. That's inhuman. Um, So to understand that you're going to be supported or at least understood that you're going through some stuff, that doesn't mean the work value can go down. That doesn't mean you don't do your job, but I think it's a lot easier. And I, I try my best to, to, to allow my staff to have work balance, you know, don't miss your kids stuff. You know, I'll be upset if you're missing your kid's game, if you were sitting here doing something that you could have got done at home that night or the next morning coming in early. Don't do that to your kids. They didn't choose your profession. You did. You know, no different than I can't come home after a loss and kick the dog and yell at my wife. She didn't choose this profession. I did. I got to be consistent. So um, with our staff, you know, I want to know their kids. I mean, for some of them, I've watched them grow up. I've watched them be born. I was there. I was the first person at the hospital. You know, I mean, that's to me, it's really important because this is more than a job. It's a career. It's a, it's a lifestyle. Very, very cool. Um, what about when it comes to the football part of your life? And I know you just mentioned it there that you can't bring it home, but, but how hard is it not to bring it home? Right? Like I remember, I remember, uh, interesting note that your colleague, Tom Billiter, uh, put I think in the in the newsletter for Augie around Christmas they lost to Concordia or something. He's like, man, it's gonna be a tough Christmas. Man, he's <laughs> like, I gotta sit here and I got and I know it was tongue in cheek, but but how hard is it to separate that? Because I mean, most people, yeah, you have some bad stuff at work or whatever, and and you, you kind of move on. But not everybody's talking about how you performed at work. Everybody's talking about the wins and losses that you that you have as a football coach. You wear it. I mean, it's just part of life, you know, taking your kids to the grocery store on a Sunday morning after church and having people, you know, grab you and say, why this, why that? And, you know, my kids are just looking up at them and um, it's the family has to be involved. It's just part of the DNA of this thing. Um, Sure. And then, you know, if you're as blessed as I am, you marry up. My wife was a a daughter uh, of a coach. So she's lived it her entire lifetime. I've joked often, but it's somewhat serious that, you know, when days are done and, and she's going to heaven, it's going to be a go past, collect your 200, go past, go you're in, you know, where the rest of us are going to have to explain some stuff. She's going to be on fast track because of the life she's lived, but it does, it does come with it. And I stepped out of coaching for four years as a CEO at a YMCA. And, and again, you're in the visual eye of the community. I'd hear about pool temperatures and parking and, child care, you know, while we're at the grocery store or, or at church and, and it's part of your deal and you either respond to it well and, uh, or you don't. And <laughs> the hardest thing is for the kids. I remember right. one time a, a gentleman really got into me and, and it's passion, you know, it's, 
I get it. They, they want to win. Believe me, I want to win more than anybody. And we lost the game late, like last two minutes of the game. And the frustration in that fan, my daughter just didn't handle it very well. She's like, he's yelling at you. And again, happened to be the grocery store. And I said, sweetie, just go get me a, a thing of, of uh, bread. And she goes, no. And I thought she was going to kick him in the shin. She was hot. <laughs> um, and I just removed her from that moment. And I just said, you know, you have every right to to be passionate, but understand that this is my child and, and right. they don't choose. And I had to explain to him a little bit what that looked like through a child's eyes. And the gentleman was embarrassed and, you know, everything else. And I get it. And I didn't hold any ill will towards it. I just said, just, you know, I don't come into your workplace or, or ask you about how my financial plan is doing with you in the grocery store. So it, to me, one-on-one, I'm a man, I can handle that. It doesn't bother me one bit. If I can't explain it, then that's my problem. But for my child, you know, they had, they grew up, they grew up with some thick skin. I'll tell you that. I bet you they do. I bet you they do. Coach OJ with us here, Augustana University head football coach, the dad podcast, iTunes, Spotify, make sure you like subscribe, do the whole nine yards for us. Um, real quick, before we get to that 12 pack of questions and some really funny dad jokes, uh, religion, I know is a big part of your life. And you and I have had some, uh, very intriguing intellectual and, uh, all, all downright spirited conversations over the years about religion and how it works into people's lives and, and into your coaching style. So has that always been the case for you or has that evolved over time? And sort of, you know, I, I know you have no problem talking about your spirituality. How does that come into you being a football coach and a dad? Yeah. Uh, can't separate it. Uh, I was really blessed um, to have faith in my family. I was born in a Christian family. Both my parents were wonderful examples of, of love on Christ and, and how we live our lives. Um, so really blessed that way. Uh, but my faith exponentially grew when I met my wife. Um, it, it just, it excelled in a way that I didn't know was possible. And, and the, as I've aged and, and experienced things in life, I just got asked this question on the God is CEO podcast this morning. You know, do you, how do you separate the two? You can't uh, because it's in your fabric of who you are. But faith, I want to first be known. That's why I say faith, family, football and how I go about it. My faith has to come before my family for me, and I know you and I have had amazing conversations about this, I will not be the full person I am as a father, as a husband, as a coach, as a friend, as anything without that core principles in my life. And I know when I'm out of whack, when timing is, I got to get back in the word, I got to get myself right because, you know, you got 50% of the people that don't like you and 50% that might take politics, you know, we win a game, everybody's great. We lose one, they're not so much. And thankfully, we've won a lot more than we've lost. But for me, it's the core of who I am, and I can't separate that from any part of my body, and that includes coaching. Um, when I go into it, I don't tell kids they have to have faith. I encourage them to have one because in the dark moments of life, when when we go through life, right, there's hills and valleys. It's not a straight line. Um, in those valleys, that light shines the brightest in those moments. It gives you hope for tomorrow. It gives you a hope that a better day is coming. And then the other side of it is in those days when you really got good things going on in your life and things are rolling and you're blessed and you're just like, man, it keeps you humble realizing that you probably had someone else help you get there. And really you're blessed to be a blessing by that. What are you going to do with it? So I don't separate it. And yes, it's I wear it on my sleeve, but more importantly, it defines how I want to be known when it's all said and done. I've won plenty of games. I'm going to win plenty more. That's not my, my, Grave isn't going to read my record. I tell you, man, um, I wrestle with that all the time because I grew up. My 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 grandparents were Methodists. 
uh, my mom, a little bit more evangelical churches that we would go yeah. to. And some of it I thought was nonsense. Some of it I enjoyed. And then as I got older, I mean, there was a stretch, I bet you, other than maybe a Christmas or something, I, you know, 15 years wouldn't go to church. Yep. Now um, I find myself, I don't go to church, but I find myself praying every night with my five-year-old. I find myself praying with my eight-year-old. I find myself waking up and praying that I will be better than I was the day before because I make mm -hmm. as many mistakes as every human walking on this planet. And then I, then I still go, damn, why did this happen? Just like anybody that believes in this stuff. And so now my, my eight-year-old goes to Wednesday night churches at the Methodist church here. So we're involved some, and I'm sure 38 that, you know, that'll take me on a path that I didn't know I was going to go down, um, for multiple reasons. But, um, certainly as you know, over the years with us, with us talking, I think as you start to have kids yep. uh, and you've noticed that probably with me from the time we started yes. when I didn't have kids to now, yes. uh, it, it definitely comes more into your mind frame and you're thinking longer term. And so, you know, as a 38 year old dad of three, uh, it's definitely more in my life than a 28 year old dad of none. And, and that's not abnormal, Jeff. You know, I think parents will put it this way. When you think 9-11, and think of the response of our country. What did you see almost out of everything and everything you heard? God bless. May he bless us. May he, Okay, so in times of, of tragedy or despair, we go there. On the other side of it, and I, I tell my own kids this, I tell our players. And this is hard to comprehend, but you're starting to walk that walk now because you have an obligation for your children's future. What they know will only come through you and those you allow them to be surrounded by. I'm pretty particular about who I want my children by. Surround yourself with great people and great things happen. And you know I love you as a man. You're a good person, Jeff. So I have no problem sharing this with you and anyone else that's listening. Just try to fathom this for a second. I said to my children, who I love more than my own life, I'm your dad and I'll always be your dad as long as my eyes are open, but I'm not your father. He is far greater than what I could ever give you. That's eternity. So it's amazing when you plant that seed, when that child looks at you and whose voice do they trust more than their moms and their dads? All of a sudden it hits and you, you, you got that seed. Now where they grow, that, that you're on a journey and who knows where it's going to end, but you're on a different journey. And I also say this, have a friend in your life that's 70 years or older because they're close hmm. to the end and the beginning and they speak yeah. truth. They've got a million miles behind them. They've learned things just like you and I are learning still, but they just speak more truth because the outcome is, is nearer than it was when we were 25, 28. So young dads that are listening right now, you're going to make mistakes. I haven't met a perfect dad yet. Are you going to grow from them? Are you going to learn from them? You know, and I tell our players this all the time and my own children know this. There's four parts to a mistake. Number one, recognize it. A fool doesn't, right? Something wasn't right. Okay, I didn't like the way I treated my wife there. I didn't like the way I responded to my kids. I got angry and I shouldn't have, whatever. Second part, admit your fault. Sometimes it's the kid's fault and there's a little slap on the hand and don't do that to others or don't act that way towards your mother or pick up after we've asked you to because it's the right thing to do because you're a part of this family structure. Third thing is learn from it. Fourth thing, don't repeat it. If our kids, if we as parents go through that walk as dads and say we're teaching every day, then it's never a mistake number two. They're learning. They're growing. They won't put their hand on the burner twice. <laughs> they, they learn right quick that that's, you know, I recognize it, admit it, learn from it, don't repeat it. And, and when you add in all these things we're talking about, including faith or what you want them to know out of life, 
there's also comes that moment where you got to let them make a mistake or two. So they learn that more than words, but that it's, it's hard to do as a father, especially a young father. It's like, I don't want him to fall down right there. I, you know, there's that curb. He's going to fall over it. He falls over it once. That's how he's going to learn not to walk over the curb. Right. Um, and then there's those ones where absolutely not the car's brakes aren't working. Do not drive right. it. Right. Exactly. You know, that's part of the parenting game that we all play. And I love to hear your journey. And I'm so proud of you as a dad. You're so committed to the boys. It's I, I follow you, you know, on, on the web. And I've seen you grow. And you are a passionate man about your children. I mean, you love your children like some people don't. Um, that's a fleeting memory. It's going to go by too fast. But the cool yeah. part is, as we get to be older dads, there's a new journey behind it. Then they start coming to you with tough questions. Sure. And they value your opinion in a different way. Not that you're making the decisions for them but that you're having a phenomenal discussion for them to grow and be the best person they can be. And that's, that's where it's at. You know, it's at different levels of the journey. Like you said, it's well said coach OJ with us here, Augustana university head football coach, uh, dad of three and uh, husband of one wonderful wife. So uh, the, the rapid fire brought to you by the man salon, many locations here in Sioux falls and throughout the Midwest. Also they're franchising now check them out. You guys could uh, have a smart business on your hands with them, our good friends at the Manslots. We're going to run through these 12-pack of dad questions, and then we're going to get the Reliabank uh, dad jokes of the day. All right, Coach, um, we can go fast on these. You don't have to, you don't have to give me a long answer. All right. Um, what's your go-to dinner when dad is asked to make dinner? Ooh, steak and potatoes. Steak and potatoes. All right. How different is it when dad does the grocery shopping versus mom? Huh. Costs a lot more when dad does it. She knows oh, really? She, oh, yeah. She knows what she's going after, and I just keep stuff that I'm usually hungry when I'm shopping. Bad idea. All right. If dad plans the vacation, where are you going? To a lake. Okay. Uh, what's a better dad movie? Big Daddy or Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> oh, man. I get to answer this. Um, no, I better say Mrs. Doubtfire because Big Daddy, the kids weren't allowed to watch until they. Get oh wait, wait! So my, so this is funny. My wife, so I, I, um, I'm watching Big Daddy with my son. Beckham's seven at the time, and my wife comes in and she says, "What are you doing? This is an Adam Sandler movie. This has to be rated PG-13." I'm like, "There's a kid in it, all right." And she's like, "She's like, it doesn't matter. They're at Hooters." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize that." And so she told me, "Beckham can't watch the rest of it." So she's putting she's putting Griffey down the next day and putting him to sleep. Our youngest, and I'm like, "Beckham, we're watching the end of Big Daddy." So he goes, "What if mom comes in?" I'm like. I flip things off the TV quicker than you know when mom's trying to come in. <laughs> so, we, we watched it. We eventually told mom like a week later that we watched Big Daddy. And I only told her because we were like three-fourths of the way through. I wanted to watch the end. But that's funny that you said that because apparently my other two kids won't be watching Big Daddy till they're hey, about 14. Was Tommy Boy with my son. I Same love thing. it, man. I love it, man. My grandpa watched Major League with me. And that was like the first one classic. that I watched. Yeah, classic. All right. Uh, what was your dad's best meal? Ooh, geez, my dad didn't cook a whole lot. Probably steak? Burgers, on, burgers on the grill. He didn't burgers cook. My mom was the cook, man. She's a fine girl. She cooked it up, and she could get it done. Did your dad ever coach you in anything? Nope. My dad was not an athlete. He was a farm kid and worked in a paper mill, um, union president. He, he uh, Nope, he did not coach. In fact, one of the greatest memories I have, he had cancer, uh, terminal cancer, and 
And uh, in his last couple of years, we had a family reunion out at the park and he played catcher. And he went to all of our games now. And I had uh-huh. three brothers that were athletes. Um, he went to every game and he was so proud of us. But at our family gathering, we played a softball game and my dad was the catcher. And all of us just sat there like, damn, dad can throw the ball. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. All right. What if, if, and I don't want you to do this because we're on video. People listening are going to see this. But if, if Coach OJ took his shirt off for us, what's the dad bod comp if it was to be a actor? If you had to pick any actor and you said, all right, with my shirt off, I look like this guy. Are, Are you looking like the late, great Chris Farley? Are you looking like Brad Pitt? Uh, Clooney, uh, McConaughey. What do you, what I mean? Is this, where are we at here? Holy cow. I, that is, I asked my wife. I I have no idea. (laughs) Do we have, do we have a six pack? Are we like going with like, you know, just, you know, washboard? Like what's the ab situation? Cause I'm telling you right now, uh, my stomach has never seen an ab. (laughs) I can promise you. I'll say this. I will never be Chris Farley. But I'm more of a four pack than a six pack, right. depending That's on the time pr- of the year. And my wife, That's pretty today, impressive. I need to get back to it, but I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Son, I'm getting back to my prime. I'm, I got cleared for my shoulder. I'm getting back in the weight room. I'm gonna make it happen. I, I like it, man. I'm a zero pack on that one. Um, all right. Uh, who has better style with their clothing? Is it you or is it your sons? Oh, he'll say him, um, and he's probably right. But I'm saying me. Okay. All right. Favorite TV dad of all time. Oh man. That's tough. That's tough. You know who I, I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you mine. Tim Allen from Home Improvement. I was just gonna go there. Tim Where Allen's he had such a sarcastic way about him that was so good. But I gotta be honest, I grew up watching the Cosby show and it was just the, yep. you know, the, the all American family type of deal yep. and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, that's a good question. That's a good one. All right. Um, two more here. Uh um oh boy daddy daycare when your kids were real young if you just had to use a couple adjectives to describe daddy daycare when you just had the kids by yourself what would the adjectives be fun chaos getting yelled at by mom okay i like that and final one if coach oj dad's had a long day kids are in bed wife's going to sleep you're sitting down you're watching a game what kind of beer are you grabbing to drink? Oh, baby, the Scotty's best. You can only get really? it. Really? Oh, yeah. You can only get it in Wisconsin. What's that? You don't know? No, no idea. You got some homework to do. You can only what, what? get it. You can only get it. Can... It's, it's New Glarus. I'll give you a hint. No Glarus, idea. Wisconsin. I'm going to have to look it up. And next podcast I do, I'm going to start it off with, if you listen to the last one, you can only get it in Wisconsin. Here's the beer that Coach OJ was talking about. All right, man. Uh, those those rapid-fire dad questions brought to you by the Manslot. Finally, these are the dad jokes of the day brought to you by Reliant Bank, multiple locations, Humble Heart for Tea, and in Sioux Falls. Check them out for all your banking needs. They are great people, and they have a sense of humor. So uh, we have some good ones here for you. I'm going to give you three. You tell me which one is your favorite. All right. Uh, why do cows wear bells? Because their horns. Work. <laughs> I love that one. All right. Where do polar bears keep their money? No, no. In a snowbank. Oh, nice. <laughs> and finally, why did the bicycle fall over? <laughs> <laughs> 
because it was too tired. Ba-boom. <laughs> that's the one. Two tires, TWL, that's it, man. All right, Coach, uh, I've had many interviews with you, but this one was as fun as any on our first episode of the Dad Podcast. Thanks for sharing some inspiration for people, some insight, some uh, some thoughts about what you look like with your shirt off, and uh, ultimately, i got to do some homework now on what kind of beer i got to get from well, Wisconsin. You want the answer? Yes, give me the answer now. Because you spend time with your kids not looking this up. It's spotted cow. Spotted cow. Never had a spotted cow in my life. Never had a spotted cow. Hey, this summer, you come on over out to the pool, bring the boys. You guys swim in the backyard. I got a cold spotted cow for you. I love it, man. Not only do we have a great episode, I get beer and my kids can go swimming. Coach, be well as always. Thanks. Thanks for hanging out on the Dad Podcast. There's another page that's turned on an episode of the Dad Podcast. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate you, brother. Have a great day.